it's the proudest day and the proudest time and the seat of a relic here because that day and that hour and those minutes I got the butt between my teeth you know I really stood up and was counted and said this is not getting away I remember when we pulled on our helmets and Donald says to me what are we doing I said we're going for gold Barrett that's all we said I can still picture that run that was just the best best run ever Welcome along to Crunching Gears, the Rally Podcast, Season 2, Episode 10. Uh, can you please, as always, like, share, subscribe, rate, comment, all those things. You know, we keep saying this, it made a huge difference to numbers over the last few months now at this stage. Connor have been something else, haven't they? Oh, they have. It's been incredible. Like, genuinely, we've been just blown away every week with, with the numbers of downloads for um, the, the podcast. Just incredible. Yeah. So, thank you, each and every one of you. Just please keep doing what you're doing. Uh, in this episode, we're going to look back at the MA Academy, the, you know, the guys who were all the guys and girls out in Spain this week. And, you know, with some great tales there from Ronan Comerford and Ken McBride. Also, we're going to preview the Circuit Iron, which is on at the weekend, and we'll speak to Barry Boyle there from the organising committee, and then Kevin O'Driscoll gives us his thoughts ahead of the event. So, but uh, Connor, uh, this weekend the guys had in Spain, uh, absolutely fantastic. Kevin, you know, every time we talk to somebody from MI Academy, we're blown away by what's been organized, what's been put together, what the quality of what's been done. And, you know, from as we will hear shortly from from Ronan and Kyle, what they covered this week has just been incredible. Genuinely, the, the, the you know, all stops seem to have been pulled out to give these guys a really good experience, you know, both in the car and in the classroom. Yeah, I like it. It's just truly amazing. Like we are, we are world leaders. You know, there's no, there's no back doors. There's no asher. Ah, sure, it'll do. Everything has been done to the absolute perfection. It is like the the level of professionalism that's been put into this is just it's second to none. Yeah. Genuinely is, and every time, you know, we hear something extra being added or something else being planned. You just go, my goodness, you know, there, there's no stone left unturned here. No, like, you know, we spoke to John last week and like he kept everything, you know, that's he revealed, you know, that uh, Patrick was going to Croatia. We thought that was the big revelation. Then there was another revelation. There was another Like This is the story that keeps on giving. It is, you know, uh, again, everything has been thought of, not just for the drivers, but for the co-drivers. Mm-hmm. And um, the the level of um what do you call it the, of of expertise has been put in there from the psychological the, and the, the mental coaching side of things as well the physical fitness the dietary requirements, and then you have Philip Case like just seems to be going above and beyond with regard to the level of quality and service that's been put into the cars. Yeah, without a doubt, you know, like the cars are like are meticulous. The color scheme just blows me away every time I see it. Yeah, as you say, like you know, the you know nutrition, mental health, physical health, you know, everything is just, you know, these guys are now and girls are becoming athletes, and this is way over and above. Like ten years ago, Irish rallying, you know, it's unrecognizable from where it's going to be in the next few years. 
Yeah, it is. It is like, you know, we are going to produce stars and we are producing stars through this. And just we're given everybody. Sorry, not we, but the MI Academy is giving everybody the greatest opportunity to go out and perform on the world stage. And we are talking about the world stage here. We're not just talking about, you know, a, a couple of events here and there or maybe something in the UK. We are talking about WRC and JWRC. And, and the ERC as well, too. Yeah. And, like, you know, you know, as John pointed out last week, you know, uh, we have two world champions already. You know, uh, James Fulton and Brian Hoy both benefited from, you know, the academy last year. They weren't members, but they benefited from the programme that was in place. And, like, you know, that was in such an early days. This, you know, the, the results are going to get better and better in the next few years. They are. I mean, you know, it, it's a train that, you know, is just chugging along. And I suppose if everybody's on board, you know, and given they're all, the, the opportunities are there for them to take. Absolutely. And, you know, you know, we said it last week and we'll, we'll no doubt we'll say it again after this week as well. Like the quality of the guys that's involved, the quality of young guys and girls that's coming up through the system at the minute, we are really in for a treat. You know, I have no doubt in my mind we're going to have another Chris Meek, Craig Breen in the, you know, in the very near future. Yeah, absolutely. We, we definitely are. Um, and, and, you know, not only are our stars of the future out there performing on the stages, they're also networking like mad in the background when they go to these events, when they go to the RC or they go to the WRC events, they're getting to meet the right people. They're mm -hmm. getting noticed. Yeah. And that's one of the key things. Yeah, and they, each and every one of them are so personable. You know, they will be remembered. You know, it'll not be, you know, just shuffling up to somebody and, well, you know, here's me, here's me card or whatever. They're going over and they're making the effort to get to know people. They're getting to, you know, to lays. They're, you know, they're doing doing all the right things. They are. They're on, they understand the importance of networking. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, it, it's an Irish trait. We're very good at it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and definitely these guys and girls are making the most of it. That's for sure, that is for sure. So I think without further ado, we'll hear from Ronan and NK. So Ronan, you're just back after a busy week in Spain with MI Academy. So what were you up to there? Hey Connor, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, it's great um, to be, got the opportunity to head to Spain, uh, first of all, um, and a big thanks to the team uh, behind that. Um, so basically we went to Spain to do um, what you would call a test week and um, now obviously it didn't take all week but um, we done a gravel test on Monday and uh, we done some classroom work and car uh, garage work then uh, mechanical end of things on Tuesday and then we went to the tarmac test on Wednesday um, and it was just basically to get a feel for the I-20 um, Rally 2 car, um, what a machine it is to be fair. Um, I was very lucky to get the opportunity to work with Eamon um, and the two of us uh, worked together both on gravel and tar. Um, before we went on both surfaces, we'd done a recce of the stage that uh, we were going to be using. Um, so it was really nice to get an insight into the different styles of pace notes uh, compared to the ones I'm probably used to writing. Um, and also the facilities that the Techno Park has, uh, Motorland there in Alcanese in Spain. Um, it was really, really good because um, it facilitated the whole week for us without us having to move too far. Um, now, of course, we did move approximately three hours. Um, and I know probably John would have said that on a previous episode of this um, to the tarmac test. So that was the only really 
big journey we had um, and everything else was right beside us, which was really good. And from a co-driver's perspective, when you're doing the gravel test and tarmac test, you know, what are you working on? What what are you kind of, you know, trying to to get from from this experience? Yeah, so, well, first of all, I can say like the different, uh, seeing how the drivers write their notes um, is, it would be a starting point. Um, you could probably compare it to maybe having an Irish style of note um, and then European and world style. Um, also uh, adapting to maybe one fastest, six fastest, descriptive, um, you know, so there was a whole range of um, note elements that way to it as well. Um, whenever whenever we were in the, the car, um, you know, it was quite fast paced. Um, I didn't really, I didn't lift my head at all, um, to be fair, uh, which was new for me. Um, and it was quite a good way to see how, um, how quickly cars are. Uh, one thing that did surprise me was the how the way the car performs on gravel, um, because I'd never done gravel before. So uh, I had my first uh, time on gravel in Spain in a Rally 2 car, which was kind of like mind-blowing. Um, but uh, yeah, it was really, really good. The The pace notes uh, side of it is um, always evolving. Um, they're never, you know, you can do so much work on the pace notes, which we were doing um, to try and, you know, get that wee bit more out of a corner, um, you know, coming into it later, breaking and accelerating at the right points. Um, and then after each run we done, we looked at the data with um, the engineers and they were able to show us um, by looking at, um, it's like a, the way it was shown on the screen, it was like a, a line uh, graph of different things and everything was color coded and there was different elements to uh, how the car was performing and your gear changing, your steering, um, you know, so it was, it was a wide range of um, in-depth stuff uh, done. Um, and as I say, if you're you're saying they're more so to a co-driver point of view, but it works both ways for us because uh, the driver has to make sure the notes is not pitch perfect, but as good as they, they can be got because uh, ultimately whenever I call the note, then they know that they have to, you know, later break in or you know to accelerate at the right points out of the corners and that's what we were trying to gain out of the whole week you know uh, by working together about writing the pace note um using less words um and defining the corner in as little detail as possible but getting as much out of it at the same time so was it more about refining the the pace note technique rather than experimenting or was it a bit of both you, you could say it was a bit of both um for me it I didn't really, um, it wasn't more so, it was, there was pace note tuition, but there, it wasn't, um, it was more so to get the data of the car um, and see how it, um, you know, it can be compared to your first run. Um, you come in, uh, look at all the data with the engineer uh, and Philip um, and the rest of the team. And then what they tell you from looking at the data, we went back out in the afternoon and implemented that um, and came back then after the afternoon run and we were able to see then it was, you know, my much better, much different, uh, you know, and it's all through getting the, the coaching and um, getting the correct information and at the right time and making sure that we communicate the right information because obviously the car can tell them so much, yes, but we have to tell them how we're feeling in the car and how we feel the car is working. Um, and from that, um, that's actually a, probably you could say a, a major element of it um, for us to be able to communicate the correct information to them so they can make the car work for us. And 
when when you're presented with the data and obviously the engineers are telling you you know what's going on and what the inputs are etc what is it that you're changing in your technique as as obviously Eamon's changing his driving style I'm sure to to you know based on what the engineers have said but you know from your perspective of the co-driver side what work do you have to do then to 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 blend in with that so that you're kind of dovetailing with Eamon yeah so um probably the delivery of the pace notes so um you know making sure that I emphasize um different notes um maybe coming into a tricky section making sure that it's emphasized early enough but not too early because um what I found whenever I was in the car was uh, you don't repeat nothing so like you you can't really you know you have to be on time all the time um so I think for me it was just about more um more about getting an experience uh, with the pace notes um and then also making sure that the delivery was coming at the right time so that whenever Eamon heard me call the note then he would know that you know it's it's kind of hard to describe at the same time because you're sort of whenever you're until you're in the moment you don't really realize what what you know what the data means even yeah. so whenever we came off the end of the run we were like going oh yeah we from from what the, the engineer was telling us we we're like oh yeah we can see what, what he means now you know that type of way um but yeah and also uh the big thing about pace notes for me that i learned uh, was about distances um and making sure that you have accuracy all the time because like you could be coming um there's a couple of corners on the test stage we used for the tarmac and one part of it was um like it was four right uh, into four left um and then three right and it was uh, three left up but then there was a section there was like a crest uh which we had like two left over crest and but well, it was two left over crest sorry five left over crest for Eamon and two um two left was because so, one's his fastest corner so that was two left after it but we didn't have a distance so what they were trying to show us was that if I had called the distance of 30 which we did add in and the second run then his driving style changed because he knew that whenever he was coming into the corner and coming out of it there was a distance and he was going to be safe to push the car through it so that's the type of thing we were trying to get out of it um, and it, it worked really well that way because um it was just one of them things that you know you you had to be in the moment to do um and it was it, it was kind of it just all really happened that quick to be fair as well you know we just had to learn it was like forced learning but it was at the same time it was really good to be thrown into the deep end because you, you get the most out of it then and you can see how in-depth it does get yeah and is it surprising the amount of data that they do have and what they can tell you from that data it is actually unbelievable how much data that like the whole car, like the, you know, we could come in and tell them something, and then they could turn to the data and it's like, no, you're wrong because the whole everything that has just happened from you switch the car on, you come back and switch it off is on screen. So like you can't, you know, the data doesn't lie. So it was really cool to see because like we were able to, we had the camera in the car as well, so we were recording as we were going through, um, and we had the camera on one screen. Um, and the data on the other screen and uh, our engineer Carlos uh, who was with us on the Primac test he um, he was looking at the, the 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 video and then jumping to the screen with the data on it and saying right here's this corner and then he zoomed in um, and he was able to tell us like on the first pass of this corner you were 1.8 seconds but then on the next pass you, you narrowed it down to 1.24 so like it was that's how in depth it was going like it was really really good to see it was an awful 
you'll never take it all in at the one time. It will, it's always going to be a process that you continue to develop. Um, and for the likes of everybody that's in the academy at the minute, especially Josh um, as well, you know, for him at the start, I would say it was the same. Uh, but now he's been dealing with it for so long, he's able to, you know, to he know himself what it's what it's kind of doing. So uh, for the rest of the academy members that was there and who's learning, um, over time, he they, we will all get to that stage and we'll be, be able to all look at the graphs and say, right, we know what this means. So we have to do this, this and this to make to change it. So it was really, really good. Um, it was, it was, it was something that I had never done before. Mm. Um, it was, it was, you know, it's a huge uh, insight, and I, I was sort of thinking to myself, I was going, it's no wonder it's your job at that level to do it because, like, you couldn't have a, a normal job and do that at the same time. Um, just so much in it. So, um, but yeah, no, it was really, really good. Um, as I say, like we all were there, and we all done different elements as well. Um, with the workshop, um. It was really good to see uh, the whole the car. Philip had well, a car. Well, I don't think it was every single part of the car, but it was the main parts of it anyway. Was laid out on the floor, um, just on a mat, um, and it was he was going through from front to back and was showing us and describing what everything is and what it does and how important it is and on the car like so. Uh, basically, what I took away from that was that every single part in the car is vital. There's no additional uh, part on the car that like. If, if there's something on the car, it needs to be there. There's mm. nothing on the car that doesn't need to be there. I cannot take away. So it was really nice to see that as well. Um, and also the mechanics that was there, we we were interacting with them and engaging them. We were uh, we went down on Tuesday afternoon whenever they were changing from the car from gravel spec to tarmac, um, and we were able to see um, you know some of the components that was changed. Um, everything gets a whole lot bigger. Uh, brake discs and you know everything just changes. So. It was really nice to see that as well. Um, and I was asking them questions about, you know, what does this do? What does that do? Or, or why do you need to use that? And stuff like that. So um, as I say, it was something that you're never, you're not going to digest all the information at the one time. But uh, over a period of time, you will pick up in bits. You'll be like, yes, I remember in Spain about that and so on. So it was really good to be fair. Really, really good. And did that give you a bit of an insight as well, you know, from the point of view of, I suppose, roadside repairs where, you know, something mechanical does break or is damaged, but, you know, you, you've got to get to the next stage, et cetera. So did it help from that perspective? That was exactly the main aim of it, to be fair. Um, so that if something did go wrong, you would you would know what to do, like changing the alternator belt or um, changing um, a steering arm or something, you know, that has bent in the car. Uh, because, again, all that's in carried in the car with you. So, you know, it's there's no use of it being there if you don't know how to use it. Um, so that was the main aim of it, and it was it was really good to see and get to to change it. To be fair, and see how how it all works and how you take it apart and how you put it back together again. And I noticed Timo Sunanen was there, the the Hyundai Works driver uh, who drives the Rally Twos in the WRC. What sort of interaction or what did you get to to do with Timo, or what was his involvement in the in in the the week? Yeah, so obviously Timo has a wealth of uh, knowledge and experience, having been in rally, well, not rally one, but WRC, it was obviously with M Sport, um, and now obviously a Hyundai customer racing driver as well. So Timo came along, um, and his interaction and work ethic was first class, I have to say. It was really, really good. Um, It, it was like we had always knew him for years, uh, known him for years, sorry. Um, you know, it was just uh, so easy going, so easy to talk to, um, always interacting with us, um, you know, so after a week he came in off a run, he'd be coming over to the car, 
uh, we would sort of do like a debrief with him tell him how the car is performing and tell you know and he would come in and sit with us and go through each of the every driver's data um you know as well and from that he would be able to see that um where you need to pick up and where you need to get yourself um on it from the word go um so it was it was really really cool um to have him as well and then from a co-driver's point of view for having him he was he showed us how he writes his pace notes so he uses descriptive pace notes um, so they kind of had kind of had to be translated because uh, some Finnish uh, words in his notes don't mean the same to us. So we had to kind of do a bit of translating. But we got there in the end, and he was he took us around the gravel stage especially, um, and showed us how you know how important the gain distances is and how important your braking zones is, you know, um, and reducing the amount of of words you're saying, um, but at the same time still making it as precise as possible. So yeah, it, Timo was really good. Um, and as I say, like he is well, very much willing to help us. Um, so you know, we, we got his contact information and stuff. So we're um, I'm actually gonna send him a couple of things um as well, just to you know get him to go over. Uh, I am conscious of the fact that he is also uh, he's not doing Croatia, but he'll be back in Portugal. So he has his own bits and pieces to do as well. So um but yeah, he's more than happy to look uh into things with us and you know meetings like this and zooms and different things to just go through things and if you have any questions you know ask him as, as well because again he has gone through it all and he's been in every sort of department you could say of every of a team so um it's nice to have that knowledge and understanding to be able to for somebody to turn to to, to be able to ask them like and you mentioned Croatia there, and there's quite a contingent of, of Irish crews competing will you have the opportunity to, to go to Croatia yourself with the academy I will indeed, yes. So I will be in Rally Croatia. Um, it was it was always on the cards to get out to the WRC um, with them as well, you know. So um, Croatia, it's just as it's uh, their first event back now after um, Rally Monte Carlo for the academy team um, and the start of this, the next phase of the European events as well. Um, so whenever I go to Croatia, I'll just be doing a range of things. I might be doing recce support, I'll be doing team support, uh, some gravel crew as well. Uh, working with different drivers um, as, uh, I'm just expanding the network basically um, as well and just finding my feet because like uh, I got an insight on, on uh, Tuesday of our classroom day of uh, some of the preparation that has been done already with the team uh, some schedules that has been done out and different things so I've got access to all that which is really good um, and I'm able to see for myself now as well so um, yeah Croatia it'll be a journey uh, like Rally Spain it'll be you know it's not more so uh, observing this time. It's more so involvement um, as well. So I'm sort of stepping up into the next phase of it. Um, but yeah, it's a continuous learning process and one that you're just always going to have to adapt to because it evolves so quickly. Ken Pride, you're just back from a few days in Spain. What an experience you must have had out there. Yeah, it was, um, I'm just back there this morning, so I was. But no, it was a mega experience to get... To get over there with um obviously the whole academy team was there um and the whole Falkis Rally Sport team was there and Timo Sunan was there so yeah it was a great experience to be able to to see what what goes on and I have to say I learned I learned a lot of stuff there um within a few days so it was a crazy experience I still can't believe it to be honest yeah like uh, you know getting on that plane like you know knowing what was coming up like you probably had a fair idea of what was happening. But to actually to experience it, you know, to sit in the high on the 
to meet Timo, you know, to get this advice. All these things are like, they're like, dream come true, I'm sure, for like a 19-year-old like yourself. Oh, for sure, Kevin. Um, everything was planned to a schedule, and um, it was very good. We knew what was coming up and what day we were doing what, so at least you had an insight on what you're doing, so we weren't going there blindfolded, as the man says. Like, so, yes, yeah, having Timo there was, was really good. He was the guest speaker, and he was a very nice guy and very open and straightforward. Um, he really focused on notes and how to write notes and getting the correct meaning for the best note and keeping it simple, but also having as much information as as possible to get the fine detail. Um, so yeah, we analysed the test data and stuff with Timo, and there was also engineers was there too. So yeah, it's it proper progress. Like it was a proper test. Um, tarmac and gravel. So we got to analyze our data and and we had obviously the other academy drivers Josh, Eamon and um, Patrick so obviously we could compare against each other and see how I can improve and where I'm going wrong and what you can what corner you can go faster in and just there's so much to it but it's so good to have all the guys there that you can see where you can improve and then we got to go out on our second run and try and implement those improvements and then um, it's really good to, to do stuff like that. Yeah, because I like not only like Timu, who is like you know one of the elite in the sport. They even have those other guys, you know, that are there, you know, at the test, but also at the end of the phone at any time that you need them. Like that has to be such such a benefit for somebody like you coming up through the sport. Oh, definitely, Kevin. That's 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 just so good to have it on the end of the phone. You any time, any questions, there's. No matter what question you have, there's going to be somebody there to answer it, one way or another, or somebody who knows somebody who can get you an answer. And it's great to be working with a lot of people with a lot of knowledge um, and a lot of experience. Like So I can share my data and my encares to the guys that already did what I'm doing at the minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and that helps me a lot to progress as quickly as possible. And obviously get pushing on and learning, learning as it goes. It's just, it's an amazing opportunity to have. Yeah, and like, you know, the, the, one of the, the last times we spoke, you said, you know, that you were serving your apprenticeship with uh, Philip Case. You know, you were working at these cars and then you've went from, you know, the spanners to being behind the wheel. Like, even that, like, is like is there a pinch yourself moment that, hang on, how did this happen here, you know? <laughs> yeah, um... Yeah, I started working with Philip back when I was 16 on uh, the apprenticeship. So I finished the junior cert and went straight, straight to him. And obviously it was a great opportunity, 16, 17, to be working on, working on all types of cars, mainly R5 cars. And not only getting to work on them, getting to meet a lot of contacts along the way and, and seeing, seeing how um, the top drivers, likes of Josh, puts in puts in the effort and prep like prepares himself for um those big events like I really got to see and like more or less a behind of the scenes sort of thing. Um mm-hmm. so yeah it creates a lot of opportunities getting to work with people and guys like that and meeting a lot of people through the way. So yeah it's quite interesting. It was quite weird again being there and not being stuck on the spanners. <laughs> so I felt it felt too handy, but no, it was great to like really focus on the driving and focused whenever I was there. We really had to try and just get the experience and learn with all the guys there. Just like ask the questions that needed to be asked, and I just learned I, I learned a crazy amount of stuff within a few days. It's, it is crazy, like to be fair, and 
I literally can't wait to try and put those things into practice um, on my next event. So, yeah, yeah, it was really good to have yeah, all those that, people there. And, and even on a side note, look, your mechanical knowledge, you know, you know how the, you know, the cars go together. Do you feel that will benefit you, you know, like that you're able to think, right, you know, if I've done this, this will happen or, you know, this has happened because this has happened or whatever, you know, does that, does it all tie in together? Oh, for sure. I think it's, I think it's one of these things that's, um, you can't buy. It's like knowledge that's, you literally cannot buy this sort of knowledge. And, um, I think it, it will definitely help, um, further down the line. Um, so I can't, it will definitely help further in the line. So like if something breaks or if you feel the car not right, you'll be able to know where to go without wasting too much time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it's a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah, and like you know, you've you know this year you've graduated to the Rally Four Fiesta. Like to go from it to a, like a Rally Two Highlander, like was it a massive step, or did you feel comfortable almost straight away? Yeah, there's um I only done two events in my Rally Four Fiesta. Well, an event and a half. The Malcolm Wilson was only 40, 40 mile, but to be honest, I'm only getting my feet on that yoke and then getting to jump into the Rally Two Highlander was crazy like but I just I just kind of sat back and relaxed and let my driving do it um, didn't I didn't kind of go too mad but I just let my driving do it and I felt very comfortable but obviously it was a big 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 step up not only the car but um, the roads and the condition of the roads and the tarmac in Spain and even the gravel in Spain it's, it's just a totally different experience so um you had to get getting to experience that at nineteen is mental like but no the cars those I two Hyundai's is they're quite unreal to drive and they're quite simple to drive. Obviously not simple to drive like at a high level, but to jump in and drive they're quite simple. But um I was quite we were quite happy with my with my progress to be fair. Yeah. And like you know, anybody that's been looking at social media over the last few days, there was one particular jump on the gravel that you seem to quite like anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's um, there's a big jumper in the back straight on the gravel. Um, it's it's just it's just the way those cars handles and can soak up everything. Like it's just crazy. Like you can went over at a fair rate to be fair, but when it landed, it's perfect. Like there's you know, but there's no fuss, yeah, no drama. It just goes again, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's 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 very simple. Like, but obviously they're they're designed to do that, and um, no, they are a savage piece of equipment and. They're just they're just so fun to drive. Um, I I thought it would be harder to drive to be honest, but it's it's when you just kind of sit back and don't get uptight too, like don't get too kind of just kind of sit back and let your driving do it. You know, it's, I, I don't it's, overthink it. Just you know, yeah, do what comes yeah. naturally. Yeah, yeah so. don't overthink it too much. I think just sit back and relax and just let your driving do it. See see how you see how you do. But yeah, it was very interesting. But that's, you know, that's is, you know, this is what we keep hearing that you guys, you know, that Alan Heary's and all these guys are teaching you guys before you ever even go to an event or, you know, obviously the same with this week, you know, you, this was a natural thing for you to get into the car, not to overthink it, just relax and enjoy the experience. Oh yeah, for sure, Kevin. Um, the minds, you have to have your mind in a good, a good state going to events and going to starting stages. Like you don't want to be starting in the wrong, the wrong mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, you want to stay as positive as you can, and um, when you're positive, happy, your driving kind of does it, does it for you. Like so, mm-hmm. once you've your your notes done right, driving just comes naturally. So yeah, yeah it's unreal.
Yeah, brilliant. And like we've seen that in the, the Malcolm Wilson stages, you know, like you were saying there, the, the stages cancelled one thing or another. But yet, you know, your first, uh, your only your second ever rally in that car at that level, and you were able to keep a focused, clear mind. You were setting fastest times in your class, at you know, at your first time in that car at that level. Is I think is a, a, a great sign for the future. Oh, for sure, Kevin. Um, that was quite, that was quite good. Um, I've kind of the more kilometers I got under my belt, I was kind of getting more used to it, and I just didn't want to go too mad at the start. To obviously, you could make a silly mistake at the start, and you could slide off the road very handy. There's a lot of snow and ice conditions, so I kind of had that in, in my head not to make a silly mistake, but get all the kilometers when we're there and learn as much as we can when we're there, and um. Yeah, by the end of the day, the, the the last few stages, we're able to to come out fastest on them. So it was quite it was quite good to 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 do that. But no, there's there's a lot more left, and there's a lot more improvements to make. Like it's very early days yet, to be honest. But um, we know we we definitely got our eyes open on 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 more improvements to make with our notes and stuff there from mm-hmm. uh, yesterday's tarmac test and Monday's tarmac or gravel test. Mm-hmm. There's just so much to 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 bring to the table with your notes and. I think that's where the time is, and we learnt a crazy amount of stuff there through, through the week yeah. with all those guys and all the knowledge they have, so I can't wait to implement it. Yeah, excellent. And like, no doubt yourself and Liam will work at that over you know the next few weeks before the next event. And like that's the great thing that, you know, at 19, you will take all this information, you will, you know, tweak it and make it work for yourself. And Liam beside you is a very experienced man who will no doubt, you know, be full square behind you in that as well. Oh yeah, um, I think <clears throat> the age of nineteen, if you just soak in all the all the things that everybody's telling you and take it on board, I think you can learn a lot through that. Like, so it takes a long time to learn it yourself. It takes years and years and years to learn all the experience other guys has yourself. So I think if you can just really take on board what people's trying to tell you, because realistically they're trying to help you and improve you as a driver, yeah. not only on the stage but off the stage and even your preparation for the events like so i think just take it all in take it all on board and see how you can see how you can implement it whenever you're on the stage excellent and the, the other thing that stands out to me as well you obviously made a great impression with the you know the guys involved in the brc you won uh, a, a, an award there through the week from the brc as well too that was a nice touch from them as well yeah that was quite interesting i was getting quite tight towards the end there i think there's when i one percent of a difference um with like two or three minutes to go and i'll never forget it we were all sitting together having having um dinner over in spain the whole team um all the academy members who was over there and we're all on the phones we're flat out <laughs> just trying to get over the line and i think i think that made the difference like we everybody is there um together and we just we're all fully focused on the phones there wasn't a word for about two minutes <laughs> so um i'll not forget that for a while and oh. Uh, that, that, isn't that like such a, a a lovely memory that you will cherish for forever and a day now at this stage? Oh, for sure. Like over in Spain with, mm-hmm. with a heap of guys and they're, they're trying to get you over the line for wanting this, this fuel mm-hmm. voucher that the, that the vital equipment had, had to offer there. So, yeah, it was mm-hmm. quite interesting to be there. Excellent, excellent. And then, you know, the next round of the, the BRC is going tarmac to the, the Jim Clark. Uh, have you, like, you know, at this stage... Are you happy in either surface, or you prefer tarmac or gravel? Or, um, I don't mind either. Um, I think you have to learn both quite well to to get on both quite well. I think 
one helps each other. The gravel really helps helps the tire, and um, the tire helps the pace. The pace in the tire obviously a little bit higher. So, um, I I don't mind either. I have more experience on gravel than I do tarmac. Um, to date at the minute. Um, obviously back in my J one thousand days, whenever I was younger, I um was doing all gravel events. So the tire is quite new to me. So no, I don't mind either. I I really thoroughly enjoy both surfaces. Yeah, isn't, isn't that such a turnaround for a young fellow from Donegal who has more experience now on gravel than he does in tar? Like, uh, you know, it was almost like gravel was nearly a dirty word around Donegal a few years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. But obviously, um, back in the Zion Thousand days, there was um, there wasn't so much tar events on. It was all gravel events. But before the J One Thousands, I did do a lot of the the um, the Rally Sport Association track days, which was all tar. Mm-hmm. Um. But stage-wise, I would have more gravel done back back then. But um, I'm really, really interested in both of them. Yeah, and like the Jim Clark is one of those iconic events. You know, like I know in my time, you know, they had the likes of your Nesbits and you know all the BRC regulars in as well too. Is an event you're looking forward to yourself? Oh, it's a it's a class event. Um, very good atmosphere at the event. I did it last year. Um, in my R two T here, so. I have a little bit of knowledge from it from last year, which which is really good. I'd never never have sort of knowledge from events because I'm just kind of starting, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I cannot wait to get going. The stages they have over there to offer is is incredible. It's really nice, fast stages, and there's really good driving in them. So, I just can't wait to, to implement all these things I've learned within the last few days and and see how see how they go. But I'm sure they'll definitely work very well. Yeah, because like this, you know, this is this will be the, the proof of the pudding as such. You know, for all you've learned now the last few days is, you know, putting into practice really, and that's what we're going to get going to. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's it's already showing that it's uh, that it's working. Um, on the first run of the tarmac test yesterday, we had the data and we were able to. Um, Carlos, the engineer, was there, and Timo was there, obviously, and we we're able to. Just really go in detail with the data, um, which is so interesting because we had Josh's data and Paddy's data and Eamon's data also there, so we can compare each other's, which makes it really, really, really like interesting to to compare each other. So, mm-hmm. like compare it off the top, get like Josh there, um, <clears throat> like you can really learn like where you're slightly going wrong or where you need to be up a gear or mm-hmm. or where you need to be cutting in the corner and getting that fine line, but, um. We after the first run, our notes. Timo was it was able to tell me that I definitely found it life. He knew exactly about the way I had my notes wrote, and he was right. Like he was, he was totally right. Um, we had the notes wrote for a front wheel drive car, and that's yeah. obviously all the experience I have. So, yeah. Um, we're able to change them. Um, and we're able to compare other notes and to other guys, and just using the right terminology to get. To get the right note, like it's the the European, like the Spanish tires are so different. To Ireland, like it's mm-hmm. it's really more of a racing circuit effect to, to get your lines correct, mm-hmm. um, and carrying as much speed and deep to the corner as you can. Um, and obviously not being too sore on your tires also. But mm-hmm. when we went out on the second, the second one, we had the notes. We spent a bit of time and we got the notes fixed up and able to to see how they went and. Straight off the bat, uh, we were just taking major time off ourselves, and it was crazy to understand to, to see. I, I didn't think it would be that much time, but yeah, we we're able to take a lot, a lot of time off ourselves. That made it so interesting. 
Excellent. Well, Kyle, thank you very much for taking the time. I'm looking forward to seeing the the the, the results of this testing. Yeah, Cameron, and I'd like to thank you for having me. And I'll also thank Peter Ashley-Ashport and John Coyne and the Academy for giving me the opportunity to do something like this. It's an incredible experience. And not only those guys, but everybody in the Academy is putting a huge effort in um, this year to really push it on and really progress it as a team. So, yeah, it's working quite well. Can't wait to keep going. Huge thanks to Ronan and Kyle, like literally stepping off a plane to take the time to talk to us and uh, can't wait to hear what they're, they're both, you know, what their next adventures are. Um, Kevin, coming up this weekend, Circuit of Ireland, that time of year again. Yeah, uh, unbelievable. You know, we're at Easter already. It's crazy. Uh, it's no time since Galway, but here we are. Uh, round three of the Termite Championship. Um so it really is the championship that keeps on giving, you know. We keep thinking it can't get any better. Like Galway was good, West Cork was better. <laughs> it's uh, brilliant to see. It really is. Yeah. It really it is. is. Circuit of Ireland, based up in Tyrone, around Cookstown. It's a one-day event, so this is going to be a full-on, flat-out sprint mm-hmm. for the day. And, you know, could make a huge difference to the championship, possibly, as well. Yeah, because, like, you know, a puncher like could drop you from first to, to eighth, you know, like that could be the end of, at the end of the year could be, you know, the difference between winning the championship and losing the championship. You know, like we've seen how close things is. A spin even never made a puncher, you know, <laughs> like so as you know, it's just it's going to be incredibly fast, no room margin for error at all. And we've got all the you know, all the the guys there, like um Kevin O'Driscoll alludes to we'll hear from them. That you know, the top ten both from uh, Galway and West Cork are both, uh, you know, are all there in the circuit. So like that bodes really, really well. We know how good they were. It does, and you know, it it it's what do you call it? it it's good to see from the 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 championships perspective as well. Nobody's dropping out or nobody's just choosing which round suits best. Like literally, it, it's pretty much the same top ten, you know, uh, on on the previous two events. So it's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, you know, it's great to see, you know, like as you alluded to there, you know, you know, in previous years, you know, you know, this has come back maybe 10, 15 years ago, guys come in and done one, two, maybe three events in the year, or maybe, you know, had one bad event at the start of the year and that, you know, they disappeared, you know, guys are registering for the championship and sticking with it now at the minute, which is great to see. It is, it is. And uh, I suppose, you know, with the difference in in what do you call it winners and and Josh coming back uh, ha- having Marion had the the first win in the first round so it, it kind of it really is still up for the fight as well so you would hope that's encouraging everybody as well to to go at it yeah yeah because there's nobody sort of like a clear favorite I know it's only we're only two events and but like it's not you know it's not there's nobody running away with it and that's always good to see like as we record this here um the seeding committee is working away furiously so uh. We have been just sent through the top 12 here, so no doubt by the time this is released, it'll be the, probably the, the entry list will be out. But at the minute, we have uh, Josh Moffat, number one, Marion Evans, number two, Callum Devine, number three, Johnny Greer, number four, Sam Moffat, number five, Catherine McCourt, then number uh, six, uh, Desi Henry, then number seven, Robert Barbell, number eight, Carrie Jennings, nine, uh, Declan Boyd, ten. Just Mitchell eleven and Gareth McHale at twelve. That's gonna be some cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like there, there's there's twelve guys there, and we keep saying this. Each one of them's going to be going there, thinking, 
at the very least the top three and you know if not higher you know like and that's that's fantastic yeah and again you know because it's a one day event it is going to be full on from from the beginning and you know there's going to be nobody can afford to slacken off at any point yeah. and like you know that's not even be considering the Waller gods, you know, they, you know, we've seen in West Cork what they can, the way they can change the whole thing around as well too. So it's going to be fascinating. So I think without further ado, we'll hear from Barry Boyle, there, one of the organisers, and that then will lead into then Kevin O'Driscoll. Barry Boyle joins us now from the Circuit Ireland Committee. Barry, you're very welcome alone. Thank you very much for having me. Um, this is all new to me. We're used to being standing beside the ditches. This <laughs> cameras and computers and stuff is, is a, a big step up. Ah, not a bother to you, not a bother to you. So, Barry, we're getting, we're talking about the Circuit Ireland, and we're kind of looking at where, you know, what's happening, when it's happening. Um, I suppose we should start off scrutineering on, on the Friday evening. Where where would people, uh, where would people the, see the, the, the cars and that? that? Media. That's, uh-huh. that's in and around media, but I don't know if there's going to be much spectator access. It's going to be very, very full on, uh, uh-huh. flat out. Um, Saturday's kind of the day for it. Uh, uh-huh. There's not a lot of, of accommodation around Cookstown, and I think everything has been booked up from the day and hour that this was first mentioned. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think that there's a hotel room can be got within 50 miles of it at the present minute. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we would say to people, if you're coming and you don't have anywhere to stay, you're as well staying off until the Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we are, we're delighted to have the opportunity. Uh, the UAC brought this rally to us on the back of some big successes for Cookstown in the last number of years. And like, um, I don't think I heard anybody say a bad word about the throwing stages last year. Yep. It mm-hmm. was one of them, you know, really spectacular days, a real jewel in the crown. So on the back of that, we said that we would uh, take on this opportunity, try it out. And our our, our chairman, Bob McKeown, and uh, the COC, Wayne Turkington, have put in huge efforts to try and get it across the line because, as I'm sure you can sympathise, Rallying's all about timing, and when this came down, there was very little time to put anything together. And Wayne and the team have pulled out an outstanding job to put it together in the short amount of time that they've had to do. Um, my background's been with Donegal for the last 40 odd years, and sometimes I'm wishing that we could maybe steal a few of the Cookstown lads to bring them down south of the border <laughs> because they do, they, they knock out the work like it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So um, on the day itself, which is uh, Easter Saturday, mm-hmm. we're running four stages twice. And uh, I've been through most of them. There's there's something for everybody in it. You know, there's a lot of technical stuff. There's a lot of very fast stuff. Um, it, it doesn't matter what your style of driving is, there's going to be something there to suit you on the day. Yeah, and like you know, even to you know pull four stages together, that's a huge undertaking for any club. You know, that's you know that's extra manpower. That's you know that's a whole lot. You know, there's a whole lot more involved in all that too. But the, obviously, the club wanted to give the drivers a challenge. It, it will definitely be challenging. Um, there's there's one of the stages. It's an old classic from way back in the day. Um, there's two of them up and around the Sparrows. One of them out around Coe, and I think the last one's in around Primorie. So it's, there's stuff there that hasn't been seen for a long number of years. And, um, you know, stages have been run backwards. 
they've been run extended out, pushed in. It's just you know trying to change it up, trying to keep it fresh. Um, thankfully, there's been a massive, massive entry for this. Um, as we speak at the present minute, it's a full entry plus thirty, I think. Excellent. You know, so it's, it's looking to be a really, really great day. We're just hoping that all goes off without a hitch. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. And like that's testament to you know the, the work that the club has put in. Like whenever you're able to attract the full entry, you know, and like with the Turnwick Championship in such good health, it's great to see you know the main competitors in the championship all supporting the event as well. Um, you know, the entries received there showed that everybody that started West Cork and Galway are all going to be there. You know, the top ten from each event, all them guys is all going to be there uh, next Saturday as well. Yeah. Um... The reason that I'm speaking to you tonight and not the COC is that they're all in doing seeding as we speak. Um, we had hoped that we would have some kind of an entry list out, but as you can imagine, seeding's a nightmare. Yeah. And uh, they're all happy flat trying to get a list of names up that's going to satisfy everybody and their time is just caught elsewhere. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd have somebody much more important than me here. <laughs> but like, isn't it a great position to be in? You know, like, isn't it great to to have that number of entries in that you know you're, that there is all that work involved? Like, you know, it's not we, like we're old enough to remember that rallies that were run with 60, 70, 80 competitors. It's great to see a, a subs fully subscribed entry. It's absolutely brilliant. I think it's a testament to to the Irish Tarmac Championship. That when you know some of the big rallies are really suffering at the present minute, Harmac Rally in Ireland just seems to be going from strength to strength. Mm -hmm. And we have a wealth of talent. And I suppose we've always had a wealth of talent, but it's great to see it going on and going on. Um, motorsport in itself attracts a different kind of person. I know, like, you know, you'll see the same people volunteering time after time. They'll travel the length and breadth of the country. They'll turn up in the rain and the cold and the heat. Doesn't matter. They're there for the event. They're there for the clubs. It's a real feel-good occasion. You know, it's not, I suppose if you were to try and, and compare it to the likes of football or something like that, where it has really become a business more than a sport, rallying still maintains that element of the sport. Now, don't get me wrong. It's a, it's a hobby that's so expensive it can afford to pay people's wages. But at the same time, at the back end of it, your marshals, your timekeepers, the people who put together the stages, they're only in it for the sport. There's no money involved. It's it's all volunteers. And it's great to see that in this day and age, people will take time to do that. Yeah, and as you say, it's the same people week in, week out. And, you know, we always encourage more people to get involved. And, like, you know, next Saturday, if people want to get involved, come along. There'll be a job there for them. Oh, there's always a job. Like you never turn anybody away. And uh, one thing about Cookstown is they've always looked after the marshals very well. Like, as I say, uh, my background is in Donegal, and I used to love coming up here because you always went back down with a pin badge or some wee memento of the day that you know you kept and I sat on a shelf and I went into the man cave, and it was it was a memory, and you know, and it was a good memory. And Cookstown still adhere to that philosophy. They look after the people well and then people support it whenever it comes up. Excellent, excellent. So like back to next Saturday. Uh it's leaving the uh, leaving Cookstown roughly what time Saturday morning? Well, I'm just looking at the at the, the sheet here. So uh the first stage is Walsh Hill 
and first charge due at 25 past nine. Now their own closes at 28. Mm-hmm. And then that's followed on by Mucker at the first charge due there, 10 o'clock. Um, stage three, half 11. Stage four, 10 past 12. Then there's a bit of a regroup and they're back out to do the, those four stages again. So it's Walsh, Hull, Mucker, The Hollow. And I don't know how these boys pronounce them. <laughs> Shanafri. I'm going to go with that one now. And, and, uh-huh. uh, I'm just wondering what part of Poland it comes from, but that's, that's it. It's in there. Yeah. Shan Mahri. Yeah. Shan even. Yeah. And we there should make people aware it'll be, you know, it's two stages service, two stages service. So, like, you know, there, there'll be opportunities for people to be able to get and have a wheel up around the cars and service area, but the action's going to be on the stages, at, you know, and that's just, you know, like four stages. Um, obey the marshals, obey the officials, obviously. Well, you know, if you don't obey the rules, we'll not have a sport. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen what went on this year with the motorbikes and the insurance. On any day, rallying is one event away from something similar. So we try to run a good, tight event. We try to keep everybody safe so that we can afford to do this week in, week out. And, um, you know, there's not a club in the country that doesn't keep one eye on the insurance premium at the start of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like the, the common denominator that, that rolls everybody back because you would like you know to push it out. You would like to run longer stages. You would like to run more stages. But for every stage made, there's an insurance premium. And when you're relying on spectators, you're really praying that the spectators obey the marshals on the day, that they don't step out of bounds, that they keep in line of, of their own safety and the safety of others. Because at the end of the day, we have to have the insurance so that the cars run on the stage. We have to have the spectators so that the sponsors are happy to put in the big money to pay for these top-line rally cars. And uh, it's money that makes the world go around. And we're all trying to get the best value for the money that has to go into it. Yeah. And like something that we should point out, Cookstown Motor Club, you know, has, has been proactive here. You know, they're trying to encourage uh, spectators. You know, and they're actually providing the, the programme for the event free of charge for anybody that would like to get their hands on it as well. Yeah, the programme is going out free of charge. It can be downloaded from the Cookstown Motor site, I think, or from the Motor Club website from Monday, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm hoping to be contradicted on that. And thankfully, my wife's not here because she's good at contradicting me. <laughs> but uh, normally, uh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm, I'm a day off or two days off on these things. So, um, yeah, Monday, it's, it's online. All the details will be in there. There'll be a wee stage map. So everybody will know where to go and how to get there. From what I have seen, there are good uh, spectating points on it. They're all clearly marked. There shouldn't be any issues. Yeah, and like you know, uh, you know they're in for a real treat. You know, like it's the the cream of Irish rallying will be on them stages, and you know we've seen already the, the events this year and last year. Like it's seconds, tenths of seconds separating the top crews. Uh, we're in a you know a, a spectacular era of the sport, and it's just a, it's a great place to be at the moment. It really is like. Um... There's no denying it. If you were to go anywhere in the world at the present moment and look for quality rallying, you'd be coming to Ireland looking at the Tarmac Championship because our guys are so good. We have the roads. We have the people who are willing to put in the time to organise the events. We have good sponsors. 
it's just like uh, it's the perfect storm. It's, it's everything that you would possibly want. Kevin, we're looking forward to the Circuit of Ireland, um, a, an event rich in the history of Irish motorsport. Yeah, it's it's gone. It's probably this year will be another. Um, I suppose change. I mean, I've seen lots of changes over the years from where it started as a trial to the advent of stage running. I suppose really in Ireland back in the sixties, um, they were probably the first to really bring like so the Healy Pass and all these kind of stages in, and you know having time special stages, which obviously led to the Southern Internationals eventually coming on having their own rallies, and obviously didn't show the glory years of the late seventies and eighties and the Group B era, and you know a few years it didn't run, a few years in the IRC, ERC. And you know, if you, um, now I suppose it's it's one day, which is kind of a bit unusual, but it's, it still promises to be a very very good event. You're talking 120 kilometers over over a day's rallying, which is you know it's be tough going. It'll be it's it's a sprint definitely, but I mean in in championship terms, you know it's going to be a cracker, I'd say, because everybody that could enter or has been entering so far in the first two rounds seems to be there again this weekend. Absolutely, this, that weekend. absolutely. You know, like you say, like 120 kilometers, you know, 70 odd mile. There's a lot, you know, like and there's eight stages, like so. It's, it, you know, yes, it's, there's definitely a sprint element to it, but you know, you can't afford, like, you know, we've talked before, a half spin, you know, an overshoot, a puncture, to definitely ruin your chances. Yeah, definitely. I mean, look, <clears throat> even in a two-day rally, you'd be under pressure with that, but certainly mm-hmm. in a one-day rally, I think you know you can just go by any chances if you get things wrong. Even in tire choices, we saw in my score, yeah. I think um, you know get it wrong in one stage, two stages, and all of a sudden you're 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 in big trouble. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and, 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 you know that is the level that the you know the championship is at, and like that speaks volumes for Irish rally, and that there is you know like there is no margin for error at all. No, there isn't. Um, I'm not like I know the stages obviously are based around to own direction and whatever. I don't know what I suppose the history would be in terms of of um of them being used in the past. I'm sure they have in some circuit of Ireland Ulster Valley over the years. But I mean, if they're four nine mile stages, you know, there's you're still talking fourteen fifteen kilometers stages. A lot of driving involved in that, you know. And as I said, no margin for error. I think um, you know, if, uh, I mean, I like it being a one day rally. I I think I'd be very surprised if, if there isn't. A single digit, digit, uh, seconds winner at the end of it. You know, I think yeah. I, less than ten seconds for somebody to win it. I, I think I'd be very surprised if it's anything more than that. That's for sure, for sure. And like, even you know, right down throughout the top ten, fifteen, like it'll be point something of a second that'll be separating them. There's you know, and that, and that. I just, I think this is just fascinating to watch now at the minute. Yeah, it is. I mean, <clears throat> like you look at the unseated list. It's quite similar to Galway and West Cork. Um, you have the added, um, I suppose, bonus having Gary Jennings seemingly out again as well. Um, everybody that was the top ten in West Cork is there, plus Jennings and a few other boys as well, floating on the on the edges of that. Um, some it's it's an interesting one because I'm not sure that, you know, it's it's a, such an unusual event in the in the sense I don't know who would have an immediate advantage. I suppose you'd have to think that someone like Callum or Desi or these guys, Desi in particular, has always gone well actually. Um, up north anyway, typically with um even with the Ulster and with the circuit in the past and you know, in the you know getting some good results. Desi finished second there one year a few years back. So I think you know he's always challenged there. He'd be one of a dark horse for me you now in this. I mean I know Josh went well last year and you know mm-hmm. controversially he didn't win it in the end, but he'll like he'll be there thereabouts. I just think the fact that they're moving into a different area and it's not an area I said I know myself um for rallying mm-hmm. it'll probably just show a little bit of a curve I think for for a few of the drivers there. You know it'll be new territory for a few of them. So um yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. It's it's going to be quite difficult to to, to pick and pick a winner, but um, I think 
you'd have to say, look, most of that top ten likely as we see that will be in with a shout of doing really well, you know. Um, that, you know, that is it. Like, you know, there, it's it's so hard now to go to go into an event to say that's the clear favourite or that guy there is going to be streaked ahead of everybody else. There's yeah. just not that. Like, you know, Galway no. and uh, <clears throat> West Cork proved that like the top ten, twelve, each and every one of them's going there realistically thinking if not a one, a podium has to be to be in the pipeline. Yeah, and I suppose it's such a scrap for points as well that, you know, you can't really afford, you know, just say, for example, someone like Joshua in a 7 to 8, which is quite quite possible if he had a bad start. Because of the nature of the opposition, you know, all of a sudden the pressure comes on. Now, I think he'll do better than that. Um, he's going really well. He's getting the mojo back again now after the first couple of um, rallies. So he'll be there thereabouts. Like Robert Barrel surprised us to an extent in West Corp, but Rob has always had pace anyway. So, mm-hmm. um It'll be interesting to see one, but he's had a good record actually in the circuit in his different incarnations over the years. Like he's had to out a third and a fourth back in the day, and so like Johnny Greer has had four or five top five finishes. So all those guys will be quick. I think the the key will be starting fast. I think it's the one thing I find with, with Johnny in particular. He he doesn't start while he's fast, but he's by he's actually up there with the best of them on the Sunday. Yeah. Um, it's a different dynamic now with a one day rally. You don't have any margin. So, no. um, I think if Johnny or Desi and like to be fair, both of them are probably overdue a win anyway. They're they're unlucky. They're feeling unlucky. They've led rallies and mm-hmm. they haven't won them. You know, Rob is the same. You know, a couple of second places. Um, I think Josh is actually the only person who's won this rally in the past. In as I said, in his various various incarnations, he won mm-hmm. in twenty eighteen, but nobody else has. You know, um, it's been just very interesting to see how it goes. But I think it'll be seriously, seriously competitive. Yeah, like you know, the likes of Desi and uh, Johnny, as you mentioned, like they've been doing Northern Ireland Championship the last few years, and they maybe not those particular roads, but roads similar in characteristics to that. So you know, you'd imagine that might play to their favour. Yeah, I mean, it would. I mean, mm-hmm. again, as I said, you know. There's probably some stage rallies, Burns or any of those rallies might have yeah. actually been in that location. I'm not even sure, but no. certainly I would say there's a couple of those drivers would have at least sampled some of those roads in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, probably for Northern Ireland Championship round, I'd say there's probably a good chance of it. But it's like that, you know, it's, it's one thing to know, know the roads, I suppose. It's just the other thing is just getting everything right on the day. Um, mm-hmm. And as I said, luck plays a big part as well. As I said, Desi hasn't had a lot of luck. Uh, West Cork again this year, just just yeah. desperately unlucky. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, maybe probably a difficult task there because of the fact he was coming in with a new car pretty much. And, mm-hmm. you know, it takes a bit of time. To, you know, it probably wasn't the easiest event to come in in a new car anyway. Uh, yeah, it, like it is. Marion is another person as well we have mentioned. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, um, how will he go? He started well this year. He's been on a good pace. Um it's, it's, it's like it's up in the air. Declan yeah. got very, very, very fast in West Cork as well. Cahan is not a guy who probably could do with a bit of a break in, in terms of luck. He's had nothing, yeah. nothing really so far. Sure. Um, you know, yeah. Gareth is another guy. He's come back up to pace. So lucky in West Cork to go off. But mm-hmm. you know, he won't. Um, like, like he, he'll recover from that. He'll bounce back from that. Of and of course, so. Gary as well. You know, if Gary yeah. has a new car out there. You know, Gary could be a dark horse. To, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, to be honest, that he, he won't a, be lacking. Yeah, he's a rally two fiesta on in the pipeline now, and that's been converted to right hand drive. And like we seen yeah. in Galway, like he was no slouch in Galway. So no, this, no, no car shouldn't be at the races at all. Like no, yeah. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think um, yeah, I think if he gets if he gets off to a good start, he'll be hard beat as well. He's just he's very fiercely competitive. I mm-hmm. think he'll be he'll be there thereabouts. Aye, and you mentioned Rob Barbell earlier. There, like Rob had a great run at one of the years that uh, Bring won it. I think he went out, yeah. you know, he went he, out to the end, you know, maybe two or three stages from home. But he was he there, did. thereabouts with Green for, you know, a day and a half or day and three quarters, maybe, you know, as well, too. So. He was, and he was also third, actually, in 2014. That's when he bought the first, I think, probably one of the first Fiesta or Fives, I said, back in the day as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
but like Rob is a cool character anyway and again that won't face him he's fast everywhere he goes anyway yeah. you know and that's yeah. and it, it's it's a fantastic addition for someone like him in, into the championship because he is so quick he's a naturally quick driver anyway you know he's mm-hmm. not going to be left behind by anyone so yeah. it'll it'll be an interesting mix you know I'd hate to be a, a betting man to get any yes. any <laughs> top six positions right we haven't even mentioned Sam Buffett like Sam is Sam those, actually a, yeah another guy that can be quick anywhere as well too you know mm-hmm. so. exactly yeah I mean there's probably a learning curve with the new car and maybe in fact as well he hasn't he's been out of the the R5 scene for a year maybe it just takes a little bit of time to go back in into so I won't say the swing of things because he has set fast time just probably just find the right setup for that car mm-hmm. like I think with Josh's car it reminds me a lot of Eugene's Corolla and that the yeah. development that it got into it and the, the work that has gone into making it right for Irish Tower I think you probably have uh, you know nearly the perfect package there at, at, at the moment mm-hmm. it might take a little bit of time to get the, the second Hyundai the new Hyundai up to that level but um, yeah it won't be for the want to try and I'm sure they'll get it right eventually um, that's for sure so let's and see then, how it goes. Right, and then Callum and Josh are doing the circuit of Kerry as well. You know, so they'll be coming in much fit and ready for action as well. And they will. I think Callum is following Josh's playbook from last year on that. I'd say just get out there and get seat time and whatever. You know, it didn't work as well from West Cork after Midlands, but at the same time, look, he's had two strong finishes now anyway. So mm-hmm. you know, it's good. It's it's um it, yeah, you can't rule him out. I mean, I can't remember how he how he fared last year on this valley. He had some. I think he moved to the Volkswagen last year. Yes, that's right. On this valley, and he had some. Problems, yeah, 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 he had some issues. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Which felt like um, a third, you know, even with the issues, you know. So, um, and like, you know, it's probably very early, you know, but championship wise at the minute, how's things looking there? Yeah, I haven't even checked points properly, but a mental calculation would have, yeah, obviously, Mariana with a win and a win and a third place, I think. And then you have Callum has what, <clears throat> excuse me, a second and a third, I think. And Josh right saying that second or and Josh would have a, win, a first and second. So, second like, I mean, mm-hmm. probably no more than five points with the first three at the moment, you know, and obviously Rob had a good score in in uh, West Cork as well so you know and mm-hmm. and Johnny's got has a couple of solid results behind him as well so I think um, yeah it, it's interesting this is the one I think this is the one that will probably give a fair indication as to how how we fit, how we go into Killarney after that I think you know when you have three strong rounds behind you you know oftentimes it's very difficult for anyone to come back yes. I know you drop rounds and everything else but I still think it's if Josh and Marion and uh, Rob for example are the top three in in, in the circuit it will be difficult for the others to pick up them, you know, to break the momentum of the top three at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, now the whole thing could they could get turned in his head, and you could have say Johnny <laughs> or, or Desi there, and all of a sudden it blows the championship wide open, and you could have five or six drivers all of a sudden mm-hmm. vying for the lead. You know, that's the interesting thing about it, and that's what's really good about this year's championship is that it's uh, it's been well supported by the top drivers. I mean, we've seen times in the past where. Somebody might do the first round, mightn't go again for another couple of rounds with Donegal or whatever. Now, mm-hmm. with the exception of Gary, because his car was being changed or sold, everybody that was top ten in West Cork is, and in Galway is back here again. You know, yeah. and that's that's good to see. You know, yeah, it's really, that, really... That, that that really speaks volumes for the for the championship and you know the the level it's at too. So like you know we can't yeah you know, yeah. 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 Yeah, and there's no there's no slow coaching that like they're all well able, they're all well, they're all strong drivers in their own right. It's just a matter mm-hmm. of getting the, I suppose their car and the heads right on a given day. And as I said, you only have one day to do it in this situation. I so that's I, that is the crazy thing about it. Like yeah, that, that yeah. you know the the first stage next Saturday morning pulling out the Cookstown it is going to be epic. Just waiting the times coming in for, at the end. Yeah, of it. yeah, looking forward to that. Now just seeing it because I, it's, I won't be able to go. I mean, actually, make make circuit in about. 20 years or there thereabouts mm-hmm. different reasons but so I'll be following it online this time but yeah it, it'll probably be easier in a way when you're watching it because you can be online and you can follow it it's sometimes when you're on a ditch you're not actually getting mm-hmm. you're getting the atmosphere but you're not knowing what's actually happening out no. on the stages you know, mm-hmm. as much but yeah I'll be to that though next week or week after mm-hmm. next and but like, you know, I think it should be good 
the circuit of Ireland is like an emotive name. You know, it's probably in the past. You know, it's probably not fair now that its current uh, incarnation. But like you know, whenever you said like earlier there, it's heyday in the you know in the seventies and eighties. This was a, mm-hmm. an event that you know the world's best come here to try and win yeah. it, and like nobody, none of them did really. That you know, <laughs> and that's not to get away from Jimmy McRae or Russell Brooks or whoever you know, but. Like we had Mark Ulens with Dari Vatnans, we had the Stig Blomfius, you know, the Kelly Grundles yeah, yeah. all yeah. trying to come and crack the, the circuit. But it was, it was a tortuous event to me. You know, Mark Ulens, I suppose, said back that he didn't enjoy the event at all when he did it back in 1978, just found it too tough. And he said it was a World Championship standard. And I suppose because it was a class as a secret valley, it never really appealed to the likes of Roar or Ulens for, for, that, for that reason, because... Mm-hmm. You know, and it was a tough event. It's five days, two nights. You know, I mean, that's that's tough going. Sixty stages. You know, going right up to eighty six, and then obviously got cut back a little bit. But definitely, I mean, I remember going to nineteen eighty two one. I think it was, and um, it was Blomp was um, had the. Uh, I was a fan. Sorry, it was uh, Mikkel. Uh, Mikkel had the. I think at the quad show in eighty two. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, Brooks at the Chevette, yeah, and mm-hmm. Jimmy Sylvan, you know, won in the in the Escona, But it was and Ari was there as well in the black and the black uh, escort. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean it, it, the entries it used to attract. I mean, even just very recently I was scanning some photographs from nineteen seventy one and it was two hundred cars started. Imagine like back in back in those mm-hmm. days. Now it did tail off, obviously it got more expensive and I suppose, you know, just as as time went on. But it still attracted I suppose up to the time it was in the BRC up to nineteen ninety one. It still attracted a good entry even from 87 to 90 when you were probably losing a lot of the Scandinavian drivers, but you're still mm-hmm. very competitive. And it's an, it's an interesting thing, I suppose, it's a bit nerdy, but I think the Circuit of Ireland, since the Tarmac Championship uh, started, has never been a kind of, um, what's the word I'm trying to find? It's never been important of somebody winning the championship. It's never, yeah. and probably because the first, the first 12 or 13 years of it, it was part of the BRC and See. those guys wouldn't have had any early open championship and they wouldn't mm-hmm. have any interest in pursuing the title. Mm-hmm. No, I think Russell Brooks is one of the few who probably took advantage of it. But mm-hmm. um, but I think it's only about maybe 10 times ever that the, whoever, the guy who's won the circuit has actually got on to win the tarmac, yeah. you know, which is less than a quarter of all the championships. So mm-hmm. winning the circuit does not mean you're going to win the championship. No. I the prestige of winning it. But, mm-hmm. you know, unlike some events like Donegal, if you won Donegal, the likelihood is you were probably, or Galway, mm-hmm. you probably were likely to win the championship. But the circuit has never been that way. It's all, no. not, not even since... Um, since it went to a five-day kind of more of a national rally back in 92, mm-hmm. it never seemed to have a tarmac winner, an ultimate tarmac champion. Yeah, champion. Yes, you, know? I, you won, the, uh, you won the, the, the battle, but you don't won the war. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the easiest way to describe yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so it is. And um, I mean, even more recent, Josh is the only one that's done that, you know, and Eugene was mm-hmm. probably before him. And, you know, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a rare occurrence. That's for sure. That is for sure. And like, you yeah. know, uh, supposed to getting back to this year's event, like the modified section, you know, yes, there's, you know, a great entry, but not a lot of, of championship regulars. Like there's a lot of Northern Ireland championship guys uh, of that level, but like it's really yeah. only Kevin Eves, Frank Kelly, Jason Black and Gareth Black is the main contenders there that, from the, the tournament championship this year. Yeah, it is. And last year was pretty similar as well. It wasn't overly well supported by um by the modified crew. I think Daniel McKinnon, I think, was one of the only ones that did it last year. Um, maybe Garrett Black possibly as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but even at that, I mean, it's still a very healthy entry of 120-odd cars there, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, But yeah, and I suppose another one that's interesting, I think, is Adrian Hedrington's entered as well. I think that's his territory. So I don't think he'll be sparing it. He'll be well able to, yeah. you know, 
put it up to some of those boys as well. That's you know? for sure. Um, but they, but Adrian's one of them guys. You can go anywhere in the country. He yeah, goes yeah, fast. Yeah. You know the, yeah, the commitment it. and the you know the bravery. Brilliant to watch. Yeah, it's brilliant, brilliant yeah. to watch. Absolutely, yeah, you know, sure. and a, and a, a good guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it, it is. It's I suppose it's it's the same last year. The modified one did tail a little bit, and then it all built up for Killarney and Donegal again. So. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there isn't there isn't a huge actually somebody I forgot to mention that's that's on the list I noticed as well was um was William Crichton as well. Yeah. Um you mm-hmm. know, at least he was on the list I have anyway. It's interesting to see how he goes because he had a really good run at West Cork and you know I'd fancy him to have a really good result in, in um yeah, actually, the, the, the final results didn't really show how, how good a run he had in West Cork because he was unfortunate. I think it was a puncher or something in the, yeah, in the first yeah. or second stage, wasn't it? You know, but the, first stage, uh, yeah. I mean, if he had a three minutes back, I, I'm not sure where he'd have finished, but I'm sure it'd be comfortably inside the top ten anyway. So I think somebody you know. said it was sixth or seventh. He would have been yeah. overall, like, you know, and to come yeah. back and still finish tenth, even yeah. with a puncher, like that's phenomenal. Yeah, you know, yeah. So. and catching Cara's hand over fist as well for, yeah. for a lot of Saturday as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he'll be. You know, again, he'll be somebody I'll be looking out for as well to see how he gets on as well. It'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see what uh, and we'll be familiar and familiar with that type of terrain as well too. You know, like again, yeah, yeah, that Northern Ireland Championship. You know, he uh, William done that in his younger years as well too. Although I think I don't, I don't, I don't think it matters what kind of terrain it's. He go quick anyway. True. You know, that's just very uh, true, very true. Yeah. Yes, yeah. someone else there now as well. I think that could go well. Uh, Jason Mitchell as well. You know, Jason obviously yeah. didn't start for didn't. Get to do West Cork because of damage done in the car in the, the Midlands, but went well enough in Galway. Um, mm. probably a bit too soon, I suppose, to get back into any kind of rhythm. But he had he had some strong results last year, and yeah, you know, goes, I, I, I I he's, he's high jumping last year. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, think, I, think, I think I don't think the polo has shown Jason's potential yet. You know, we, we, oh, we've seen yeah. how good he was in the Fiesta last year, he's going to come yeah. good. Yeah. I think he will, he'll come good, he'll come yeah. good. Mm-hmm. That is for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I suppose the historics, you know, again, Ray, I see Ray Breen is on the list there, Duncan Williams, Wayne Evans, they were the first two in West Cork as well. So, you mm-hmm. know, uh, it'll be interesting to see how they roll. Trevor Wilson is there, uh, Craig McWilliams. So there's there's a few good drivers in there. There's a few like from the uh, from the north, like Hugh McQuaid and Tommy O'Connell, like they'll be they'll be very, very quick as well. You know, Colin McFall, you know, so they're all well able to they're all well able to go, you know. Yeah, because like Tommy stepped into the championship last year for Donegal and like was setting times that was just, you know, it wasn't a, uh, you know, he was quicker than most class 13 guys and was mixing yeah, up yeah. with the class 14 guy. Like, so Tommy's going to be no slouch in the BDG either. No, no, no. Tommy, Tommy's always quick and I think mm-hmm. he'd be very competitive. And I'd actually, I think he'd be up there. I would nearly fancy him actually to, to, to win it out. You know, mm-hmm. I, you know, certainly he'd be very, very close to it. I mean, yeah. Wayne and Duncan. Probably haven't as much experience up doing rallying up that that neck of the woods. Um, obviously Ray would be very quick in the in the legacy because you know he's uh, he's having to show a bit of pace in that car now because mm-hmm. you know he's getting more used to it. So, but uh, I think Tommy will be the one. I think from what I can see there, I think Tommy could be the one to uh, to watch up up. Um, I do. I think so too. Yeah. So like, you know, it's going to be a fascinating event. Um, like those eight stages. Um, as you say at the start, like it's it's it's. Maximum of ten seconds is going to cover yeah. at the top two, if not the top three or four. I think you know. Yeah, and now and again, of course, you could have a curb that could put us all wrong because yeah. <laughs> remember last year on Saturday evening where the they went slick tires and the rain came down and all of a sudden there was 15, 16 seconds of a gap between some of them. But I, I think I think there's enough there's enough guys in there. Uh, it's it'd be like a very fast national valley down down here you know that mm-hmm. because of the fact that it's just a one day it'd be like a bit like the midlands the midlands was a yeah. massive sprint because yeah. of what it was 
you know, mm-hmm. there was no, nothing spared and there's no, you can't really be tactical about it. You, you kind of have to go at it yeah. from the start and you have mm-hmm. to be ready for whatever it shows at you. Um, if it's dry, I would definitely think it'll be very, very tight. Obviously, if it's wet or slippery or whatever, it yeah. might be, but, but there's still guys there that are very, very strong. I mean, Josh is good in every kind of a surface. So is, mm-hmm. so is Rob, you know. Um, and some guys, obviously, the guys that would have had more loose experience would probably, you know, would deal with any kind of conditions. Yeah. Know? Look at, you know, like Rob, everybody else, you know, on the Sunday in West Cork, everybody else was going on, you know, they weren't they weren't sure of their tire choice, they were a bit cautious. He just seemed yeah. to just click and it just, it come to the stage end, he was smiling, he was happy, the car was working, he was working, Gordon was working, you know, it was just, yeah. it was just a dream for him at that time. It was, yeah, it was. And I suppose, yeah, it's, it's, you know, as I said, it is kind of in, in Gordon's neck of the woods a little bit too, the, this valley as well. So it'll, um, you know, that, that may be that may be helpful for him as well. Again, it all depends on how quick how quick out of the blocks these guys go. As I said, if you lose 10 or 15 seconds on that first stage, it's very hard to see how he, and I'm not sure what way it breaks down. Is there service after four stages or is that the two no, stages? No, I think, I think, I think it's two service, two, two. service. Yeah, so, you know, okay. uh, you know, but still, you know, because it's such a the short nature of the event, 10 mm. or 15 seconds is a lot to try and pick up yeah again. i don't think yeah you would make that back to you would make it back too easily anyway you know so mm-hmm. um yeah actually another person i forgot to mention as well that went really well in west cork was david kelly yeah yes uh, another True. person i keep mm-hmm. looking different names on the list i thought yeah. i forgot that guy or deal yeah. um, mm-hmm. and Declan boyle as i mentioned earlier like went really well uh, on sunday in west cork as well you know getting up to speed again mm-hmm. not a lot of luck at all but but to him now and um and David Kelly, I think, would be two other guys there now. You could need to keep an eye out for. Yeah. Um, David's getting more used to the car as well. He'll he get quicker as well. Yeah, because there were some very strong stage times there from David and, and West Cork in particular. You know, there was a top, mm. a few top four, top five times, which is great to see that the progression <clears> there as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's what you want. You want more guys coming in. You want more guys to challenge, yeah. and more guys to be able to step up to to the next level. You know, because obviously the bar has been set extremely high now. Mm-hmm. So you have to, you know, you have to. Uh, pull out the extra tenths of seconds here and there and I was not even seconds anymore. You have to just have to, it's every, everything counts, you know. Yeah. I could think, you know, we, we talked earlier, you know, about those great events back in the 70s and 80s and like the one in margins could have been like 12, 15 minutes. You know? uh, yeah, I think Billy, Billy Cole's margin was something like 20 minutes or something yeah. back in 84 or something like that. You know, yeah. that was probably one of the biggest ones, but mm-hmm. that's because everyone else around him retired. But I think, um, yeah, it is. It's just a different, it's just, it's a sprint now. Once upon a time, it was an endurance and it was the mm-hmm. endurance to do, you know, so, and it was a real car breaker back, back in those days where you might be lucky mm-hmm. to get maybe 20% of your crews home after the, after the valley started, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah. it's obviously it's different now. It's a bit more, it's more a sprint in nature, but that's just the way valley has gone. Yeah. Anyway. Like, you know, like, yes, those were fantastic days, you know, the, you know, the, the 80s and all that of their time, they were some of the best rallying, but, you oh, know, yeah. this, but this is something else now at the minute as well too. You know, you have to cut your cloth to what's, you know, what's is available now. Like uh, to try and run a five day event now, just probably wouldn't be viable for no. either cars no, or clubs or anything now at this stage. You know, so yeah, it's a fantastic idea in theory. I don't, I don't. I mean, I wouldn't be against seeing something no. like. Attempted, obviously, but I, I logistics of it would be just crazy. I don't think I don't think you could, mm-hmm. and I don't know if the cars the cars would be able those the modern cars are able for five day, mm-hmm. and I think it goes back to everything. I mean, I've seen rallying since the late seventies, so I think, you know, there's peaks and troughs in rallying at the moment, you know, mm-hmm. or over the years, and you know, I I would say, the rallying at the moment I'm seeing is every bit as good as what I saw maybe back in the mid mid nineties or. Yeah late mid 80s or you know mm-hmm. early 80s when i was watching it first i mean it all depends on the nature of the competition if the competition is there the rallying will be as good as it ever will be that, yeah. that's what you need it's all yeah. about competition if you have that competition there 
it doesn't matter what area you're in. It's still yeah. good to watch. If you yeah. if you like the sport enough, you won't care. It's it's, it's good to watch. You know. Yeah, because like you know, we we are blessed now. I think we have mentioned. You know, there is 10, 12 guys going there thinking they're going to one. Like you know, we've been we've been there for now. There's been two guys going to a rally, and it was heads or tails which one of them two was going to one. Yeah. To yeah. now to see twelve going at it, it's, it is it is fantastic. It's a bit like it's probably a bit bit like the mid to late nineties, maybe you know when you had Kenny coming in taking on Bertie and Austin, yeah. and it was only the three of them for a couple of years. Then Ian Greer came along and Pat Horson and these guys and even uh-huh. Boland. They might know it was one rallies, but they were there, and they added more to the mix. And yeah. by the late nineties, like you had more guys coming up, and mm-hmm. been by the noughties you had more guys again. But this is kind of more the same. Although I think there's more guys up at the top level now. Yeah, at I, a similar I level. Never, uh, I never yeah, broader base. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the only thing is, just uh, I, to my mind, there's still too many guys there still waiting for the first international win. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, they're, they're guys that deserve a break once in a while. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, and, and I'm not disrespecting Josh in any way. Josh is a good enough to win, oh, but guys, something like somebody is going to have to, you know, to break the strangle. But who is it going to be? That's the thing. Callum is probably uh-huh. and Mer- Mer- are probably best equipped because they have, they know how to win. Yes. With the likes of Rob and, um, and maybe Desi and, and Johnny. These are guys that are just seconds or fractions away at oh, times. Yeah. from just doing it. And you know, there yeah. you feel, and even Callum as well, you just feel that there's, there isn't, there's a, there's a break somewhere there for them, you know. Yeah, and if, just, they, if they could get that first one, uh, yeah, on the to get to, yeah, yeah, it's like Alistair and Galway, you know. Yeah, Marion and Ulster, yeah, yeah, Marion and Ulster last year. Yeah, that just yeah, seems to change this whole character now, you know. So. Yeah, I just feel that you know, in all years of, of the last forty odd years, I think it's the one time that there's been enough. You know, once in a while you you see a driver that might win an international, but he be close enough. I think we've a whole gaggle of them here that are deserving of a win somewhere mm-hmm. along the way, yeah. you know, so it's great to see, see a new name on, on the list for that reason, you know, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's Josh is doing on form at the moment and with the, the bravery is just something else. Oh, like just yeah. seeing some of the stuff he did in my score, which is incredible. Yeah. And just, mm-hmm. you know, he just, he's a tough, he's a tough character to break down in, in, um, in a car when he gets ahead and, you know, mm-hmm. but I mean, he, he sets the bar high and it's up to others to catch him and pass that's, him. That, that's exactly it. Yeah. No, we can't argue, you yeah. know, like, they're putting in the work and they're getting the results, so we can argue. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's a bit, I'm looking forward to it now. It's definitely, as I said, I won't be able to travel to it, but it'll be nice to see. Um, it'll be nice to see how it'll pan out now, and it'll set it up nicely for Clarny a few weeks after that as well. Yeah. Great hearing from the two guys there. So, that is uh, season two, episode 10. Uh, once again, please uh, thank you very much for listening and watching. That's been gratefully appreciated. As always, please like, share, rate, subscribe, all those things. Keep saying it makes all the difference, but it really, really does. Uh, so that's it. Until the next time, take care, speak soon, and bye.